Welcome to What a Beautiful Podcast, a JoJo Biz- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure experience. I'm Jack, and this is my pal Andy. Oh shit, what up? We're here to explore the history of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, as well as providing a good entry point for people who might not know what a really strange and crazy adventure this really is. Yeah, we're just going to, like, reread the whole series, like, take it real slow and just kind of, like, dive into what makes it so great and so weird and so fantastic. And beyond that, we're also just going to, like, go through some of the stuff that's happening right now, like the currently coming out Jojolian Part 8 and the currently airing Diamond is Unbreakable anime series, which is pretty cool. And we're kind of kind of look at our reread through, like, like through like a retro like a retrospective like view of it like how does the earlier JoJo like relate to what's coming out now and like how does it hold up and what can what did Araki take from that early parts of the series and like really go crazy with it? Yeah, like how does uh, how does part one stack up like thirty years later or thirty five? It, it was one. Of it's those. it's been a while and I think we could both agree. Um, Kinda. It yeah, kinda it, holds up. It it's a part. <laughs> it, and all like, all good stories need a beginning. So and that's exactly what Phantom Blood is. It's a beginning. Yep, and it's a definitely a simple story. A simple plot at really, with like some real pretty well done characters for the time, actually, especially for how early how early it was made and how early in Iraqi's career it was made. The characters are actually the best part of it and still probably the thing that holds up the best about the part. Yeah, it's it's certainly not the art. <laughs> no. It's certainly not it's it's certainly not um the plot. I mean, there's there, uh, if there barely is a plot. Yeah, but, there's, um, there's little there's little of both. <laughs> the, it's really the interactions between Jonathan and Dio and then the side characters like Speedwagon is definitely an endearing character for a lot of reasons, and it's not really just because he's a joke. He really is a, like an endearing character. Yeah, he like Speedwagon. Not only is he an incredible sidekick and like a, like a helper, he he helps the story along. He makes it so that Jonathan and in part two Joseph makes their lives easier. And also provides, like, in part two, an impetus for the plot. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge. Later. Yeah. I, we might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because we got... We're going to go through... Kind of, like, zip through the first 25 chapters of Phantom Blood here. Because as far as plot goes, there just really isn't a whole lot going on. So there's no yeah. point in really dwelling on it all that much. That's not, And again, that's not because it's really bad. Like, it's it's still, like, pretty enjoyable and a pretty good story, but, like, there's just not a whole lot going on. Yeah. And for people that wanted to follow along, we're reading the colored scans on Batoto. Uh, very good online reader for all of your manga needs. And I'm also, um, I'm reading it out of the uh, the now English-released re- Jojonium volumes, which are... Oh, yeah, because um, you're a fancy boy. I am very fancy. They're hardcover editions with some color pages but still mostly black and white printed on very good paper and are very good collector's pieces if you want to own physical jojo and i'm pretty sure this is the first time uh part one and part two have ever been released and like officially released in english so that's really cool oh yeah so one and two were just 
were just not around in English. They were before. they were a recap in the first three pages of the Stardust Crusaders manga. <laughs> <laughs> they sure were. All right. Without further ado, we're just going to jump right in here. It's going to be chapter one to chapter 25 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Phantom Blood. Chapter one opens... Well, I Because these color scans, like, I'm not sure exactly how they were done... The, it kind of reminds me of the busy town of Richard Scary, just because the <laughs> shading, like, the shading is very soft. There's no real, like, hard edges in this. Like, it doesn't really, like, firm up until, like, part two, but it just reminds me of busy town. But whatever. The part one opens up with Vampire Mayans. Yeah, Andrew, it's... Do you want to talk about Vampire Mayans? I would love to talk about Vampire Mayans because uh, the whole first couple pages of the first chapter is just really weird. And, like, it, it doesn't really set pace for the rest of the story because it's just like, what are these Mayan vampires? And it's just like, okay, so it sets up the stone mask and it sets up that it turns them into vampires. But the whole Mayan aspect of it really doesn't come into play until part two. And, I'm, and that's, like, yeah. 100% a retcon. Like, Araki did not... I, I really don't think that he had the whole oh, yeah, no. Mayan thing planned out. He just, I really think he just wanted to have elements of, like, just some kind of, like, gothic horror in his, like, shonen fighting martial arts manga. Yeah, he, he needed some kind of background. And so you see, like, the vampire Mayans, they sacrifice this woman, and they, they have this weird stone mask, and they put the blood on it, and bam! Tentacles right out of the stone mask. <laughs> And you'll never guess what happens next. Vampires. Yeah. The surprise is vampires. <laughs> the surprise is always vampires. <laughs> turns out when blood is put on the stone mask, turns the person wearing the stone mask into a vampire. Nice. And, like, I I'll tell you from, like, when I first got into JoJo, that was, like, really, like, surprising to me. I, d I didn't really see it coming because, I mean, I when I got into it, I went into it completely blind. I didn't really know anything about it. And, like, literally the last thing I expected was vampires. But, like, I, I'm yeah. into that because vampires are cool. And I like old-school horror tropes a lot, so it was cool to see that implemented into the story. Oh, yeah, this shit is gothic, like, gothic with, with a capital G in gothic font. It's... <laughs> yeah. Now, let's let's compare that to, like, let's say part five, and we are in a whole different universe at that point. Oh, so, yeah. That's, suffice to that's, say, the, the whole vampire thing really doesn't stick around too much, except in, like, just, like, backstory. Oh, yeah, like, it, that drops off first after part three. But, so, we see the vampires, then we go to present day. We see this guy, Dio, with his dad on his deathbed, and... His dad's dying. Dio hates him. Like, hates him so much. And it's just... And it's Dario Brando and Dio Brando. Dario's dying. He's saying, Dio, you're a shithead, but you're pretty smart. Uh, like, I'm gonna die really soon. Go to this guy. <laughs> he owes me one. I really hope he'll take care of you. He has a lot of money. Just do something and then that's that's the that's the end of dario Brando. <laughs> yep he, he's dead and he's a big piece of shit so rest in pieces i guess and dio thinks so too because he's he's really not fond of him as you can tell by him spitting on his grave uh, that's yeah, pretty cool <laughs> big old hawker yeah and, and then, then as it turns out the the guy that is supposed to take care of him is none other than george joestar 
who's the resident noble of this non-specific English town. Yeah, wherever uh, Victorian era England thing. I mean, it's not, is there even really a town? I I like to imagine that the Joe Star Mansion is like just it's just that's it's it. like the Vatican. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, like, like its own like Joe autonomous place. And you have to travel by horse and buggy for like six hours to reach any sort of civilization. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so technically, Dario did like help Mister Joe Star because what happened was like Mister Joe Star and Mrs. Joe Star's carriage like went off a fucking ramp or something, ended up in a ravine. Dario and his wife came across it and was like, "Let's steal everything." It's not nailed down in this thing. <laughs> and we see this the driver of the carriage, his, his head is on a spike. He's dead. The wife is dead. He, the wife is holding baby Jonathan, who is the main character. And then Dario tries to steal a ring off George Joestar's finger. And then George is like, wakes up and is like, oh, you saved me. For <laughs> oh. uh, the greatest leap of logic. Bubbles. The thought bubbles with Dario, and he's just like, this guy thinks I'm saving him. (laughs) What a dipshit. (laughs) And and they give you that piece of information so you know, like, oh, okay, I see how it's set up. And then we see Jonathan, like, at 13, like, 13, 14, that age. Like, whatever, 12, who cares. Um, And he's kind of a soft boy. Yeah. He's kind of a... He doesn't. He's not great. He's not he's, like he's not really the uh, the noble hero we eventually know him to be. All no, the time. He, no, he's just like a rich kid that you've met like a dozen times. It's just, nah. <laughs> but he's still like a good kid. Like he's a well mannered kid, unlike Dio, yeah. who's a jackass. But yeah, we're we're gonna learn all about that soon. Yeah, he's a well mannered kid. Tries to be a gentleman. Sticks up for. A girl with bullies are teasing. It's like, all right, he's 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 trying, but he he's still like a spoiled rich kid. Same spoiled rich kid. Yeah, but I guess that that's pretty much chapter one in a nutshell. Like, yeah, we, we took some time to lay some groundwork here. We're just gonna zip through some of these because they're less self-contained chapters and more like ongoing character arcs or character moments. Well, so this chap- whole the whole first like eight chapters is really just like here's Jonathan and Dio, and this <laughs> is this is how t- fucked up Jonathan Joestar's childhood is. Here, <laughs> here's Dio psycholo- psychologically destroying a human being. <laughs> but anyway, like we we just get right into it because mm-hmm. Dio comes to live in the Joestar mansion, and George is just like. Oh hey, this is your new brother now. He's this guy Dio, and like Hope you're gonna you like be nice him. to him. Yeah, so you guys better get along, or I'll fucking smack you. I, I don't know. Like he was, he was really just like you. You better get along. And yeah, he he he, like George Joestar, like trucks with no shit. No, like. he's just like if I see you kids being dicks, you're you're done. Like it's just it's over. Yeah. So not only does Dio do like a half somersault out of this carriage. Like, like, Jonathan's dog, Danny, comes up, tries to, like, give him a good old doggo hello, and, like, knees him in the jaw. Jojo is like, why'd you you do that to my dog? And Dio's like, I'm gonna be number one around here. 
It's not going to be you anymore. I'm going to be the best. And it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, there's a boxing match at the end of this where Dio's just like, like hustles Jonathan out of all of his money. And you find out that Dio had a boxing career in the slums of London. Like, <laughs> because and, of course he did. Yeah, why not? And he's because like, he's Dio, our ultimate evil villain man. <laughs> yeah, of course he grew up in a slum. What else would he have done? And I, and, I like I give Iraqi credit for trying to give Dio like a tragic backstory, but like there, there's nothing tragic about Dio. He's just like the definition of just like generic evil bad man. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> he tries to play the victim but it's just not happening here and like there so, is nuance in that department but at the same time it's just like oh, i'm dio i'm gonna ruin your life and that's the end of that yeah so jojo is out punched out friended he doesn't have any money his eye is like bleeding so he he goes on he meets back with the girl that he uh saved from the bullies in chapter one he and, the gr- he and the girl have fun with Danny. They're swimming. They're going on this giant, like, out of proportion slide. Like, you, you see <laughs> yeah. that? They, like, curves yeah. up into the fucking sun. <laughs> like, where are they? Are they at some kind of, like, weird park that just has, like. The, the Joestar Street Fair. It's every <laughs> September. <laughs> oh, they're at the Joestar block party. Yeah. <laughs> George throws it so the peasants won't revolt. <laughs> So they're swimming by this river. Uh, the girl's name is Aaron, and by the way, Aaron Pendleton. Um, and JoJo like gets all shady. He takes a pocket knife. He goes over a tree and starts carving in it. And Aaron is like, "What? What are you doing? What are you doing over there?" But and Jonathan shows her this like Jonathan Arena in a big heart, and she is scandalized because it's Victorian times, and that's like, uh, like, oh, how could you do that in the tree? Ah! Um, and Dio sees all of this with his two shit friends now. So he goes Dude, I in. I hate those guys. Those guys oh are the God. worst. They're like Crab and Goyle, but worse. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but Araki did it. Um, so he goes in. He he forces a kiss on Arena. Arena, who cares? Um. And this is the famous line. You thought your first kiss would be with Jojo, but it was me, Dio. And that, that's the meme, Jack. That that's the big Congratulations. meme. Congratulations. This is the first meme of many, fair <laughs> listeners, that Jojo's bizarre adventure has spawned. I hope you're ready. Hope you're ready for the memes cuz Yeah. So, Aaron is pissed. She washes her face in a mud puddle. Dio loses his goddamn mind <laughs> over this. <laughs> he overreacts to that a little bit, I think. Just, like, a yeah, little he, bit. He backhand Erna, like, ten feet away. Like, just <laughs> away. And she's down for the count. And then the chapter switches to how Jojo and Danny have had, like, like a really good relationship. Like, Jojo didn't like Danny at first. But then, it's like, oh, they're best of friends. Danny saved Jojo from drowning. And hoop a doop a doop best dog ever. So. <laughs> but this is Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And we're all going to learn something about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. 
Yeah, so this is this is another one of those good scenes where Jojo and Dio just get into like a fist fight in the in the mansion, um, and Dio's winning like he was at boxing, but then Jojo just takes his head and like plants it into Dio's skull. <laughs> like it's, re- I just imagine the sound is like splorch, like just like right in there. And Dio's even more mad. They're punching. He pulls out a knife, and then. George Joestar comes out. It's like, Jojo, I saw you beating the shit out of Dio. He was defenseless. Go to your room. And but Dad, he started it. Yeah, like, and all this, all this time, like Dio has just been acting like the better son, like playing either playing the victim or just like outdoing Jojo in everything. So Jojo is just like. A psychologically destroyed human at this point. Like he's got Arina and he's got Danny, and that's like about it. Yeah. So Dio <laughs> just like Dio's just like, hey, here's all of your childhood innocence and happiness, and you, you just forget about it because you basically I own you now. Yeah, I'm I'm taking it. It's my dad. Your dad buys it. Your butler buys it. Every your girlfriend, everybody buys it. Everybody thinks I'm better than you. You, you're nothing. Yeah, which brings us to chapter five. Danny in flames. <laughs> so, like, like I was saying earlier, one thing you gotta learn about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is that Hirohiko Araki has a thing with dogs. Yeah, it, he he was either like bitten by a dog or, or like, he just hates something dogs. Happened. Like, he had a traumatic experience with a dog because, like, man, if you do not like violence against dogs, you have a, a big problem with a couple couple things that happen in this long, long franchise. Oh, yeah. Like, there's gonna, like, one point in each part is just gonna be like, uh, oh, oh. Yeah, and this is the first of that. So, like, Danny, Danny, Danny dies real bad. <laughs> yeah, the, this, the end of this fight... Well, because, like, the fight from Chapter 4, it leads into Chapter 5, and then, like, Dio, like, knocks into a wall or something, knocks off this stone mask that you saw, like, in, in Chapter 1 that was on the carriage with the Joe Stars, and a little bit of blood gets on it, and boom, the tentacles are out again, like you saw in the Vampire Mayan chapter. And Dio notices it, but he doesn't think anyone else did. And that's foreshadowing, listeners. <laughs> that's foreshadowing. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Jack. No, I just want—I just wanted to set it up because it's important, you know. It is important. The stone mask plays a big thing in the first two parts because oh, it's, yeah. it's pretty much what drives the whole story, really. It's, yeah, it's what drives everything. But then we get back to like the Danny and Flames part of this chapter, which is only like the last four pages. But the but you see a butler going to put some stuff in the Joe Star incinerator and he's seeing this box that's in there. It's like, oh, what could that box be? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to keep smoking. And then later, <laughs> he, he turns on the incinerator. And the... Oh, God, this fucking page. Like, the door starts rattling and then... What, what the butler's like, what can this be? There, there's someone inside? And he opens the door, and Danny's just on fire and screaming and, like, leaping out of this out of this thing. And, oh, my God, Andrew, yeah, it's so much it, worse than the color scans. It's terrible. It's absolutely uh, terrible. <laughs> like, someone, like, compared to the, like, busy town coloring of the rest of this, this one panel of Danny screaming is very well colored. <laughs> like, 
And I didn't notice this before, but there were ropes around his mouth so he couldn't bark. That's horrifying. God yeah, damn it, Dio, Dio. Is, Dio is a psychopath. Like an actual crazy man. Yeah, so Jojo comes home to this, and his dad's like, uh, yeah, dog's dead. Dog's dead. <laughs> that's that's how he put it. Yeah, and then seven years pass. And then, yeah, alright, so seven years pass, and then this is where things kind of, like, like, this is kind of where Araki was starting to figure some things out, so, like, first thing you notice in this part, this is where the posing starts, so everybody that knows JoJo, and even if you don't know JoJo, you probably know what a JoJo pose is, and this scene where they're playing rugby is, like, pretty much the first time that that happens. Oh, yeah, like, the like the opening panel, it's Jonathan just, like gorilla running at, at like a dutch angle and like all of the other rugby men behind him are doing some kind of like it's like this, every panel yeah like i'm just <laughs> looking at this, this one guy in the bottom right it's just like he's horizontal to the ground and still he's posing it's amazing everybody is is posed it's just it's 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 beautiful yeah it's magnificent so, so college age, like senior college, uh, Jonathan's playing rugby, and he's about to get tackled, and he passes it to who? Oh, it's Dio, Dio Brando. They're they're friends now, or are they? And so are are they? Oh, are they friends? They they sure seem like friends. They're playing the sport ball. They're just like they're all, Dio your running was great thanks but it was your try Jojo it's like oh god I, that, sh- part, that part like I when I first read that part slash saw that part I was just like man this is not gonna end well at all there's just no, no way this is gonna end well so yeah so the sport ball game ends and we cut to George Joe Star. he's sick in bed and he's just sick He's a sick he's, man. He's, he's dying, man. Like, he's just dying. Yeah. And nobody did that to him. Nobody had anything to do with that. No. Not, not, was, not anybody. It was Victorian era. He probably, like, went outside and then just, like, <laughs> just, fell over. Just every- sucked up some, slurped up some plague, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Slurping <laughs> that plague. George Jostar. Um, so, and he kind of wants to go to the hospital. kind of wants to take him to the hospital. And Dio's like, no, you shouldn't go to the hospital. They just want your money. And George Joestar is like, yeah, that's that's a good, yeah, Dio, you're, that's you're not, smart. That's not sketchy at all. You know, yeah. nothing, nothing weird about that. Yeah. So Jojo is, like, investigating the stone mask under all this. He figured out that when you get some blood on it, the tentacles come out that we saw earlier turn people into vampires. So he's in the library. He like he's doing his research. He knocks down this chest that has a letter in it that says it's from Dario Brando of all people. Whoa! Like, what's this doing here? And it turns out the Dario Brando is dying from the same symptoms that George Joestar is. I wonder what it could be. It, what uh, is it, Jack? Who 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 done it? Who who did this to the poor man? It, it turns out some oriental <laughs> those damn orientals oh my god yeah the 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 phantom blood is not really pc 
It, no, like, no, no, it's it's no. actually incredibly racially insensitive because yeah. this uh I guess I guess it's supposed to be like a Chinese Chinese man uh is not depicted very um let's just say let, yeah, let's just say diplomatically. <laughs> yeah. So Jojo sees Dio switching the medicine for George like out with something else. And we don't know it's an Oriental's medicine yet, but we cut back to a flashback with Dario Brando. And you can see that he's, that Dio pulled the sh- same shit. Like, he poisoned his father. Like, he died, he, Dario Brando died by Dio's hand. Oh, yes, like, 100%. Yeah, and then you see Dio coming with this, like, weird mask, going to this, this Chinese man? We're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna go with Chinese. Chinese. We're gonna go with Chinese. And, like, a Chinese man predicts that Dio's gonna have great luck because he's got this birthmark that we've only seen now on his left ear. It's three moles. <laughs> we've only seen it now. Um, <laughs> sure. And then we've got this double page spread of Jonathan sweating, looking at Dio, put, like, switching the medicine. <laughs> There's no dialogue, but it's just Jonathan sweating. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Jojo confronts Dio about this, investigating, like, the medicine. So he goes off into a journey to Ogre Street. That sounds like a great place to just, you know, hang out, you know, grab a beer on on Ogre Street. Get out of my swamp. Shrek. Yeah. Before Lee... Yeah. Yeah. Before Jojo heads to Ogre Street... Like, he throws Dio over the fucking stairs. Do you <laughs> yeah, he does. Because I did not. No, yeah, like, he, like, really kind of hurts him, like, pretty bad. Yeah, like, for the first time in a while, Dio's, like, been hurt by JoJo, and it, it rattles him. It rattles yeah, he's, right like, not, he's not thrilled with it, because he's just like, man, I could beat up JoJo any day of the week, and then he comes in here and it's just like, oh, shit, when did he get strong? Yeah, like, oh, no. Like, I better make sure I do something before he ends up killing me. Yeah. So, Dio knows he's boned. So he figures he's going to use the stone mask, which he do- he doesn't know does anything else other than shoot out these rock spikes. So he thinks, like, once Jojo gets back from this ogre street to find out, like, who this Chinese man that sold him the poison was, like, he's going to kill him with the stone mask, splatter some blood. No one's going to know what happens, because Jojo is the only other one that knows what the stone mask does. That's a pretty good plan. Yeah, it's it, solid. Yeah, it's not bad. And then we see Jojo going into Ogre Street. Um, a good example of Araki's shaky handle on anatomy at this point, would you agree? <laughs> I Well, I think the first thing we see with, with Araki's weird anatomy is, honestly, we'll go back to the rugby scene for a well, second. Well, yeah, I wanted to say something, but, the, like, JoJo's like... Look, <laughs> <laughs> look at those boys! Where did they... The, those muscles are not healthy-looking. They look they look inflamed, like a little bit inflamed. <laughs> no, they look like they got soccer balls in there. <laughs> but, like... We see Jojo in Ogre Street, and it's just this tiny, like, football head on, like, an acre of man flesh. Oh, oh yes. It's incredible. (laughs) And apparently Ogre Street is just, like, a cursed slum, and he goes in there trying to find, like, where this Chinese man is. And something bursts out of the snow. And what is it? Oh, it's a cat eating a puppy. (laughs) Ogre Street. (laughs) 
Get out of the swamp. Law and Order Ogre Street. Is the theme is the theme is the theme song All Star? Is that is that the Law and Order Ogre Street theme song? It sure is. And then JoJo gets like mugged by these three street toughs. Street, street toughs. They sure are street toughs. And these three, my fr- these three listeners, one of them is called Ar- Mr. Ario Speedwagon. God bless him. God bless him. I love that man. We see we see much more of him later, but his friend's tattoo and this random Chinese man, we do not see very much more of. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan just gets into a knife fight with these guys, and he's very gentlemanly about it. Like he doesn't kill anyone, even though he could just like put his fist through like any of these Joker's skulls. I mean, his fist is bigger than their skulls. <laughs> yeah, it, it's certainly drawn that way. <laughs> and this last line after he like punts the Chinese dude into a wall you there Chinese you should know where's the shop that sells oriental poisons oh and there's God. a there's a lot wrong with that sentence but we're just gonna move on <laughs> is is a different time you know that this and that anyway <laughs> yeah so before he can do that he fights this Mr. Speedwagon who has a really cool hat that just has like saw blades in it. Yeah, he, dude. He just he's he's just you know got the odd job hat. Except it makes sense because there's saw blades in it <laughs> instead of just the odd job hat, which is just a hat. <laughs> is it really Christ? <laughs> yeah. So Speedwagon tries to take down JoJo with this like this hat, these hat tricks, these literal hat tricks. Oh, nice it, one. It does not work. JoJo like blocks the shit out of this hat with just his entire arm. Like, yeah, doesn't the saw blade, like, go, like, real... Like, it's just, like, digging into his arm. Yeah, like. the way it's drawn just looks like the hat becomes part of his arm. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's not good. Then, like, he doesn't kick the shit out of Speedwagon. Like, he kicks him, but he could have, like, murderized him. But he doesn't, because he's a gentleman, and he's the kindest JoJo. Mm-hmm. And Speedwagon speaks up against all of a sudden this mob that shows up, and it's like, "Don't touch him. He's a gentleman." Yeah, he he, res- he like completely turns his back on all of his like criminal values just because, man, this dude was real nice. So you know yeah. what? Just don't touch him or his yeah, family. This- He's my yeah. boy now. This is a dope dude. I'm gonna help him <laughs> out. So. Speedwagon points him to the Oriental store. Um, and then we cut to our favorite, favorite fancy boy, Dio. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's hanging out in, like, this Dark Souls port town. Like, literally, it looks like something out of Dark Souls. It's just, like, all doom and gloom. Dio's drinking. He's been drinking. He is <laughs> smashed. <laughs> he's been drinking all day. He's not yeah. thrilled. No, he's not thrilled that he's... He's been drinking because that's what his dad did all the time. Just like drinking, drinking, drinking. And he doesn't want to be his dad. And then he bumps into like these two other like street toughs. He like bottles the shit out of the one guy's face. And then decides to kill the other one with the stone mask. And that's where things go real downhill real quick. Yeah. You could say that's really the turning point for uh, Dio as a character. 
Yeah, so he tries the stone mask on this, like, one, like, homeless old dude who tries to come at him with a knife and pours the blood on it. And there's, like, this magical explosion of light (laughs) that just then, like, shoots out the tentacles. Dio thinks, like, oh, I just imagined that light because I'm a fucking drunkard. That's fine. And then the dude gets back up. And... Now he's a vampire. Because <laughs> the surprise is always vampires. The surprise every, is always Every time. <laughs> so Dio's pretty much boned, because this dude kind of just, like, slaps a wall, and the entire thing, like, crumbles inward. And that's fun. Yeah, Dio is basically, like, saying, like, basically he's accepted, like, oh, man, this is my fault. I'm gonna I, die now. <laughs> I did this. This is... This is How this did I mess up me. this bad? <laughs> Yeah, and then just right as right about, like right about now, the dude like just sticks his entire hand into Dio's neck and just starts just slurping, slurping, slurping that up Dio that juice. life force, you know, just yeah. whatever's in there, he's taking it. Yeah, and this is where we see that once vampires suck the life juice out of someone, they get younger and all of their wounds heal. That's foreshadowing too. <laughs> and then. Dio's Dio's boned right now, and he's literally saved by the sun. Because the sun comes up, like, right over the horizon, hits the vampire in the face, dissolves into dust. And, like, turns out, vampires can't do sunlight. Crazy. Right? So now we we get into the meat of Phantom Blood. Dio, Dio comes back home, lights are down. Suddenly, Jonathan lights a candle he's there he know like they both know the jig is up like all of the police just come out from beneath behind a curtain along with george and it's just like all right dio come on speedwagon's there too because he followed him he just followed him back to his house you look like you're wondering who i am so i'll introduce myself i'm the interfering speedwagon i follow mr joestar here I thought he was a cool guy, so I stalked him all the way out of the city into God knows where. Like, where even are they? Who knows? <laughs> they came back. Yeah. <laughs> and our friend Speedwagon has some choice words for Dio. He's like, this guy is the most evil piece of shit I've ever seen. And then proceeds to, like, roundhouse kick a candelabra into Dio's face. That Dio just kind of, like, moves. It's fun. And Speedwagon's leg looks like twice as long as his body. <laughs> so the cops, George, show up. They got the Chinese man, who I think is Wang Chung. Is, is that right? I think it's I mean, Wang uh, Chung. Uh, it's prob- it probably is. Yeah, I think it's Wang Chung. And the co- and George is just a disappointed dad. He's so disappointed. Oh, yeah. Him. He's just like, how did I misread you so bad? Like, he was just, like, real beat about the whole thing. Yeah. So, Dio tricks Jojo into coming closer to him, like, to put him in cuffs. And then suddenly, without warning, Dio pulls out the stone mask and the knife and has one of the most famous lines in Phantom Blood, I reject my humanity. He sure does. Yeah, he sure does. And... He just takes the knife. He's going to stab Jonathan just right in the face to become a vampire. 
and just out of nowhere, George Joestar jumps in front of it, saves his son, dying in the process. Rip. Yeah, it... George Joestar had a hard fucking life. Yeah, he he didn't really get, like, I mean, yeah, he, like, had a lot of money and stuff, but, like, as far as just, like, everything else, he kind of got the short end of the stick. Yeah, his wife's dead, his son was kind of a soft boy, and then his, like, second adopted son just kills him. And I think yeah, that's the absolutely that, murks him. That's the worst you can do. So Dio has a chance, he wipes the, wipes the blood of his not-father on the mask mask does its light show the cops immediately open fire but is it too late clearly clearly it's too late (laughs) yeah it's it's very too late like dio is already a vampire like no one very immortal yeah but only dio knows he's a vampire which is very important because you know what they say about the element of surprise the surprise is always vampires. The surprise is always <laughs> vampires. <laughs> so George is talking about this ring and how he already knew that Dario tried to steal from him before, but he looked past that. Like George was just a really good guy, Andrew. He was just like yeah, he's a uh, pretty stellar dude. Yeah. And then Spectre is just bemoaning the fact, like, oh, I should have known that Brando was a shithead like that. And then he's still talking, they're talking, and then suddenly they see that Dio is gone from where they shot him, and the stone mask is there, but he's nowhere to be found. And then this panel, you just see a hand scooping out this infe- this inspector's, like, face. Oh, yeah, just it's like- not even like he, like, hit it and it, like, broke. No, he, like, scooped it like ice cream. Like, <laughs> it's just nothing. Like, if you knock the top part of a snowman off, that's kind of what this is. <laughs> so it turns out Dio's immortal. He's nigh invincible. And it's just like, no, no, everyone is very, very, very surprised. Yeah. Which brings us to another one of the famous lines. Even Speedwagon is afraid. He sure, he sure is. He's always afraid. Poor Speedwagon. Yeah, he he does a lot of fear in JoJo's. So Dio's just, like, jumping around, like, like slurping the life juice out of all these policemen, just, like, doing some sick tricks. Like, doing just doing some vamp stuff. Like, is there any, anything else other than vamp stuff going on here, Andrew? I mean, not really. He's just, like, testing out his powers. Like, oh, look how strong I am now. I'm going to kill all these cops. And yeah, like, like that's what he that's just that happens. Like he just kills all of those cops. And like Speedwagon is just terrified. And yeah. like what what was JoJo even doing at this point? Like just like taking it all in? Just just standing around sweating. Yeah. Like the like the panel is just him standing around sweating. So every every cop that Dio sucks the life juice out of turns into a zomboid. Is it just becomes like a ghoul who just yeah. wants to eat people. And then Jojo finally stops standing around sweating and gets this giant spear that was just hanging around, like, next to this suit of armor. Um, so he's tr- they're trying to fight. Uh, obvious that Jojo is very outclassed here. Like, Oh, yeah. He, like, he's got... What is he gonna do? Pretty much nothing. 
like, and JoJo's running around trying to hide from Dio because he knows that Dio could just like punch his face right off of his skull. Um, and then suddenly there's just fire everywhere, and you don't really see where it was lit. <laughs> I mean, does does that really matter in the end? Like, really, it's just like, there's the vampire man, there's the good guy, and now there's fire. Yeah. It, there's fire everywhere. It gets, it gets, it goes <laughs> from zero. is on fire. It goes from zero to fire very quick. So, <laughs> you, ca- you have this big, like, cinematic showdown between Dio and Jonathan. Like, the mansion is on fire. All the rest of the people are cleared out. Like, Speedwagon's outside, I think. We don't see him go outside, but he's outside. And <laughs> we see Dio, like, do his wall walk trick, which comes oh, yeah. back in part, part 8, which was fun. Um, where he just, like, slams his entire foot into the wall and just does that up a wall. It, That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, Jonathan has his last-ditch plan like impale Dio on like the spike that he had in his mansion and the whole mansion's on fire so we think that'll maybe kill this immortal this his immortal like brother at this point so we see we see like Jojo escape the mansion while Dio's like burning impaled on this spike like and then then the scene changes (laughs) Yeah, that's that. Yeah, and that that was that was pretty much that. Like, as an aside, like this episode of the anime was very good. Yes, like, it was. It was amazing. Like, we're gonna talk more about the anime in another episode, but like, wow, it really was excellent. Yeah, it, it was. It condensed like because there was a lot of need, like needless dialogue. Like, he's a vampire. He's a what? He's a vampire. He's a what? like sort of dialogue in this that just got condensed down and it's it was very very good episode um so moving on we we think we're led to believe that dio has died in this mansion surprise he's definitely not dead no (laughs) and the thing about surprises it's always always vampires. vampires It's all, it's never not vampires that, yeah, so far. Yeah, like, whatever the surprise is, it's probably vampire-related. But, um, we've definitely, uh, covered a lot, and I think we probably, that's probably good for, for this episode, I think. We've, we've gone on for, like, almost 40 minutes. We went, we went on a bit longer than we thought we would get out of this. Which yeah. is actually, like, kind of a good point, because going back and recapping everything that happens in Phantom Blood... Up, even up to this point, I think, kind of shows that maybe we were, maybe we weren't really giving it enough credit because like, yeah, there's a, a lot good of, amount of stuff that happens. Yeah, a lot of stuff. That was about like 16, 16 chapters. So yeah, next episode we'll pick right up off of the remains of the mansion fire and Speedwagon's got a cool car, but that's for he, next. He episode. does have an awesome car, and <laughs> like, we're gonna get introduced to another fan favorite character. Which uh, will have big implications for like the rest of JoJo's series, but you're, talk- um, you're talking about Jack the Ripper, right? <laughs> yes, I'm talking about Jack the Ripper. But oh, yes, nice. Jack the Ripper does show up, so like that's pretty cool. And he's surprise, he's a vampire, <laughs> and he's made of knives. <laughs> he's just made of knives. But but anyway, we'll, we'll get into it. that next week. Yeah. So 
that's a good place to just go ahead and jump into all the cool stuff that's currently happening in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So I'm sure everybody knows it's been doing very well. There's the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 Diamond is Unbreakable anime adaptation currently airing. And I think it's safe to say that it's a huge success so far, even more of a success than the previous three parts have been. Oh, absolutely. As, as far like, as, like, quality of adaptation and reception from the general anime audience, it's, like, crazy how, how much of a success it is. Oh, definitely. Like, parts one, two, and three, like, they did good. Um, but part four is really where, like, David Production, which was the anime studio behind all the adaptations, like, really comes into their own. Like, they have the budget, they have the talent, and they just went for it. Yeah, it's like... Uh, Stardust Crusaders was a really, really, like, exceptionally faithful adaptation of what I think is definitely, safe to say, the most iconic arc of JoJo. And so, like, they deserve, like, a lot of praise for what they did with Stardust Crusaders, even if it was a bit long-winded, but then again, so was the manga. So, kind of here nor there. But, uh... Uh, part four, the anime adaptation is is amazing. Like it's absolutely amazing. They're condensing things that went on a little too long in the manga, and they're really bringing the characters to life. It's like really spectacular. Oh, absolutely! And just like the colors and the styles, everything just fits perfectly. But this week's episode was the end of a two-parter with the with the with the electric gurgling man. Good old red red hot chili pepper. Red hot chili pepper. Thank God that the subtitles just say chili pepper. Yeah, like those two words save me so much time. Like right. I, I can I can go and I can go read a book and they're still saying it and it's like, <laughs> alright, cool. And we because we get introduced to uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper's user and he's the best. He's just the best. He's this guitar man who just wants to play this guitar and, like, murder a lot of people. Yeah, so, and, like, he's one of the, like, I think one of my favorite just, like, just, like, rando stand users that show up in the in the series, I think. He has a lot of a lot of good personality going on. Yeah, as far as mid-bosses go, he's, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. So, at this point, like, uh, Josuke and crew um, are trying to get Joseph Joestar into town so they can figure out, like, who the who Red Hot Chili Peppers user is, so they can kill him. Maybe not exactly, but close enough. Close enough, yeah. Yeah, because Joseph Joestar, his stand is Hermit Purple, which is like clairvoyance. It's really not firmly established. It, it does like a whole bunch of different things, but uh, basically shoot vines, and you can use that to fight people. And you can also smash an expensive camera to make a picture come out. Good thing yeah. Joseph Joestar has a lot of money for all those cameras he has to break. Yeah, at this point, he's like a bajillionaire. Yeah, but... <laughs> real estate mogul for some reason. Yeah, like, I really like this episode. This episode, like, I, I thought for sure this arc was going to be a three-parter, but David Production, like, surprised me, on, like, in a good way. Oh, it did yeah, not need... I'm, I'm 100% down on this, let's cut down on these extended part episodes. Because I, I guess that I'm sure there's people out there that are just like this is less of a faithful adaptation, but really, we're not we're not writing a manga here where you read at your own pace. We're writing an, we're making an anime, you know. Like, yeah, it's gotta it's gotta be different because it's in a the, different medium. 
Of course. Like, in the, in the earlier parts, they basically used the manga as a storyboard because they were starting out and they had no idea what to do. But now they, they have enough, like, wherewithal to go. It's like, alright, this could be condensed a bit. This could be sped up. Maybe add some more details here. And it seems to be working really well. Because this is basically, like, the conclusion of, like, several different arcs. Like, they, they got the stand user. They, Josuke fights him to a standstill. Like, he seals chili pepper in a tire because Which is awesome it was really cool like he he shredded this tire already and then he punches it back into existence around chili pepper now i forget how did chili pepper get out of the tire and onto oh because the tire wasn't thick enough oh of course it wasn't <laughs> yeah like cl- classic classic moment but uh yeah, this is really the 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 part of the story where I think uh, Diamond is Unbreakable kind of comes into its own. Like, it's bringing together all these different characters, and like all the plot points start coming together, and everything is just like everything is just like smooth sailing after that. Because the beginning part is like kind of all over the place. Like, it's like very good, but yeah. it's, in terms of plot progression, it's very much just all over the place. Yeah, it doesn't have any clear direction yet but after this it like knows where it wants to be yeah and we see akira toishi which is uh chili pepper's user like after after josuke and crew think they beat him like they turn around and whoa he's not there anymore it's like where did he go oh turns out he just swam onto joseph joestar's boat like he must be a very fast swimmer (laughs) (laughs) and he tries to disguise himself as uh, a speed wagon uh, crew member on this boat because it's a speed a, a wagon pe- boat. A peed agon, agon that would, crew member. I saw that. I saw that angle. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> peed agon. I, I read it as pedagon, the forbidden, the forbidden shape, <laughs> the pedagon. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, Akira is on the boat. Um, he gets real close to Joseph Joestar, who is kind of senile, kind of just, like, playing the old man. You're not really sure at this point. And then, like, Okuyasu, the, my my favorite, my favorite, <laughs> comes in. This is Jack's boy. This, this is my boy. And he's talking to Joseph Joestar, and Kira's in the room, but Okuyasu has no idea what a Kira looks like, because he's been on this boat this entire time while Josuke's been fighting him on shore. And then, like, a real speed wagon guy comes in and is like, yo, there's some fucker on this boat who's not supposed to be here. And, <laughs> and then Akira turns it, so it's like, wait, you're the fake, I'm the real guy. Which was a pretty good plan. Like, that was some quick thinking on his part. Yeah. <laughs> so you want, you want to tell me what, uh, what our great Okuyasu does at this point, Andrew? <laughs> Oh, okay, so like every every other thing that he experiences, he's really unsure. He questions everything for a minute. And then he, he like, I like to think that he didn't actually know what he was doing, but he ended up uh, picking out the right guy. He, he tells him that he knew all along, but I, I like to think that he really was just making it up as he went. And just yeah. Hoping to God that he picked the right guy. Yeah, he, like... The speedwagon guy asked him at the end, "Is like, how'd you know? Or what would you do if it wasn't him? It's like, I was just going to punch you both. (laughs) (laughs) So Akira is, like, down for the count now. And Chili Pepper, like, dissolves in the sea. 
at some point, which doesn't kill Akira, which violates the Part 3 rules, but... Uh, the Part 3 rules don't really count for the most part anymore. Yeah, because we're dealing with a whole different breed of stands that like were never even thought of in Part 3. But, yeah. It doesn't so, really matter. It's it's a really big... It's just a nitpick. Yeah, and then Joseph Joestar gets off the boat, and there's this really poignant moment with him and Josuke, because Joseph purposely broke his own cane so he could get closer to Josuke and help him... It was so help, sweet. This, help this old, old man just walk, just walk, walk into Mariah. I'm just so happy to see Joseph Joestar just in, in things. <laughs> he's the best, man. He, he's even even do- senile old JoJo is the best. He's still doing his tricks. He's still a tricksy man. Yep. So that, that was, was... Yeah, that was... Yeah, that this, was that. that, yeah, was, that uh, it was a good episode. Yeah, and it ends with uh, with an unknown man sitting in a bathtub, and you see another... See him holding a hand of his, maybe his wife, and then you see the curtain draw back, and it's actually a disembodied hand. And, Crazy! And, she, <laughs> and people who've read the manga already know where this is going but this is forced nowhere this is, good yeah nowhere great um this is lead into the main villain of part four so the next the next chunk of episodes are going to get very real very quick and it's going to be uh, things a hell are of a bleak time. yeah it's going to get really bleak yeah. so looking forward to next week's episode and oh, then we also so had cool. another like nice surprise with the newest chapter of part eight jajolian and like that was amazing oh, and it, we've been for, having a really good stri- like stream over the past couple months of jajolian chapters and they've all been amazing but i think this one might have taken the cake for me like damn it was great oh yeah it was, like going back and rereading it like for people who don't know, Jojolian is the current uh, series of Jojo. It's part eight. It's not really called part eight. It's just Jojolian. It's a monthly manga, which basically means it's hell waiting for it. It releases digitally, I think, like, was it the 15th or the 16th that came out? I'm not really even really sure about when it when it comes out. I usually just wait, and then eventually it appears in my Batoto subscription box. Or yeah, you tell me. Usually you tell me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm usually on it. Because it releases pretty much in the middle of the month. Like, um, it releases digital now, so Scanlator's just like grab it, translate it, pop it out, like real clean. But in this Jojolian chapter. Uh, <laughs> is another culmination of an arc against a mid-boss villain. That's kind of coincidental. But oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. So, in Part 8, uh, Josuke Higashikata has been basically a puddle for the past couple chapters. Good old, good old vitamin C, making make everybody soft as hell. <laughs> soft as hell. So, so soft. Yeah, because he's, he's been in the stand battle with Demo Tamaki who really wants to kill Josuke and, like, all of the Higashikatas at this point because Josuke once stole a fruit from this man, a very special fruit with very strange properties. It, do- it does some weird things. Yeah, it's some, like, equivalent exchange, like, part of you is now part of me kind of thing. Like, but Josuke and his friend Kira 
stole the fruit from Demo and his rock buddies. So now, Josuke has to deal with him. And Demo's stand is vitamin C, which is basically a mask made up with a body made up of hands that turns everything it touches, or that touches it, into slime. Sick. <laughs> yeah, it's a really gross stand. And yeah, he does some. It's not cool. Yeah, he like cuts apart Josuke's foster dad, Norsuke, with like a, th- a thousand yen bill, like pour some fish into him. The fish like do some weird stuff to his body. Damo is just a really gross fucker. It's really yeah. Uh, what to take away from that? <laughs> yeah, he just really delights in this. Like he's having a great time. Oh yeah. And at this point in the in the arc. Um, one of the Higashikata children, um, Hato, has been safely gotten out of the Demo's, like, zone of effectiveness, like his, uh, stand radius. Josuke yeah. sent her up on the, up on the roof, like, with a giant bubble. Or sent her through the chimney with a giant bubble. And now she's on the roof. She walked up there after stabbing Demo a couple times in the neck and chest, like, with her stand, which m- makes her heels spikes i don't know they haven't really explained what her stand powers really are yet but i'm no. sure we'll find out yeah probably next chapter we'll find out like what his name is and what it's like general power is for now he's just the spaghetti man That's yeah just it's, it's just the spaghetti man so Damo <laughs> thinks he's safe because like she's up there and he's down here and she has no way of knowing where she is or where he is and so he tries to get to her by setting fire to Norsky, Norsky's, like, slime body, which sends, like, pieces of his stand up there. So Hato's probably going to touch them and then turn to slime again, which is a fair plan. But what he didn't consider <laughs> was the fact that Josuke put uh, soft and wet bubbles inside the piece of his liver <laughs> that Damo stole. <laughs> now, <laughs> if you have no idea what we're talking about, like... Just feel free to skip this part of the podcast because this is is like latest JoJo. Yeah, we're, it's just like big. I guess we'll just drop a huge spoiler warning. Cause, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we won't like uh, we won't like literally name any names or anything, but just like general. Just if you don't want to know, don't listen. Oh yeah, we're just we're just gonna talk about what happens in the chapter. Like we're not gonna really go into uh, like too much background spoilery stuff if we don't need to. But Josuke sends his bubbles from his liver to the ceiling where they pop. Hato knows where Demo's standing now. And, God, this page was good. She just sends, <laughs> yeah. like, a spike heel right through the top of his skull. It was great. It was so uh, cool. It was so cathartic. Because you've seen this dude, like, melt all these characters you like and just... Oh, yeah, watching him die was extremely satisfying. Just watching him, like, literally fall to pieces. It was amazing. Yeah, because he doesn't die quite yet, because he stumbles outside and tries to run away. Everyone reforms from goop. Josuke runs after him, and (laughs) Damo's trying to beg for his life, and then Josuke, like, what does Josuke do, Andrew? He he tells him nah. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah, but in a a way that involves his fist. Oh, Oh, obviously. Because yeah. there's always fists. Yeah, so Josuke just obliterates Damo's entire, like, face, neck, chest region. 
And like people, people see this happening, but because Damo's like a rock person, it kind of seems just like Josuke's punching a statue to pieces, which is still pretty weird. But like, I guess it's Japan, and no one like, no one wants to get involved. So yeah, this is very much just out in public that he is doing this. But yeah, it's wacky. You know, and that no, was who, who knows what's going on in Moiro. <sighs> Certainly not any of us, because Jesus. <laughs> Still don't know. But yeah, Deimos dead, and then the scene changes to a prison called Stone Ocean, which was the name of the part, which was the name of JoJo Part Six, which is a fun reference. And then we see this female prisoner being discharged, giving all, getting back all of her like belonging, clothes, uh, a deck of playing cards, some money, that sort of thing. And then does Jobin call? or does she call Jobin? I think she calls Jobin. Okay. So this unknown lady right now calls Jobin, who's one of the Higashikata children who's married himself, and who's sending a taxi to pick up this woman. And then through their conversation, figure out that she's none other than the matriarch of the Higashikata family, uh, Kato Higashikata. We really haven't heard much about her at all. Like, I, I assumed, like, the mother was dead. Like, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure whatever we find out about her is gonna be gonna be weird, like the rest of Julian, because it's so weird. Like, oh, did I mention she pulled the cell phone out from this deck of cards? Like, oh, right. And we completely glossed over the fact that, uh, that Joshi was just in a sewer the whole time, and then the the manga likes to make a point when Joshi comes out of the shoot the sewer to say, "Oh, and he's okay also." Yeah, he's and fine. I love I love that. The the panel of Joshi just kind of like slithering out from the ma- from the sewer. Uh, I've got it saved and I'm going to like drop it at very specific points in time. <laughs> but I think I think that's all we wanted to talk about. We got through a big chunk of Phantom Blood. Well, we probably like a third. Yeah. Like a good third of it. Yeah, not as much as we thought we were going to, but we just, you know, a lot of a lot more to talk about than maybe we would have thought. But that's yeah. that's good. I'm glad about that. Yeah, it turns out it's a meaty boy. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it, on the surface it looks kind of short, I guess, but no, there's there's some stuff going on there. So anyway, and as far as uh, Jolian goes, yeah, just did great chapter and like really pushing the plot, really pushing the plot forward, which is nice. It's nice to see that happening. And it's nice to really, really, be, really be stoked on it every month because it's a great thing. And it's great to know that JoJo continues to be great to this day, even if it's uh, very different than it was. Like, oh. it's funny talking going from Phantom Blood to Jolian and just seeing how <laughs> in just... Oh my it's it's God. barely recognizable as the same same series, really. That's what 30 years will do, I guess. Yeah. Like Araki's been guess doing pra- this. Praise to Araki for uh for keeping it keeping it interesting to say the least. Oh my God, God bless him. But yeah, that's all we got for this week. So next yeah, week, yeah. We'll, so uh, next week, uh, more more Phantom Blood. The we won't have any more Jolian because it's monthly, unfortunately. But I will hold, definitely have some more. Diamond is unbreakable anime to talk about, and we'll just uh, dig deeper into good old Phantom Blood, see how far we can get in that. So, uh, thanks for watching the first episode, and it's a little little experiment here, but I had a good time. Did you have a good time, Jack? Yeah, for something that was dreamed up for a, from a drunken thought in a pool, like this came out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. So, uh, hopefully, whoever's listening to this enjoyed it too, and we will see you next week. 
See you next week. Goodbye.